Welcome to Dom and Dragons, a Goats and Dragons campaign featuring Dominic Monahan. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Welcome back to Burden a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. just killed some sort of scorpion beast man um who, who was one of the officers in the goholian army that <laughs> that mckeck had drugged the night before um dead again uh there are others from that group uh that are unconscious but now being taken care of by the townsfolk bound up um however you guys then want to proceed uh it is still raining it is still muddy in this dirty little town of burden what all would you uh, like to do? Let's go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go shopping. We've not even have we even been shopping yet? No, this is our first shopping really episode. Yeah, we've been gambling. You've been we've gambling. been gambling, and we almost lost all my cash. <laughs> been gambling. Yeah. The last time you wanted to go shopping, you wanted to get a bag of holding, and we sent Grom to get it instead. Did he get it for us? Yeah. Yeah. This is because. I had read on, I think, Reddit. They were like, for people who are playing Dungeons and Dragons for the first time, one of the great things to get hold of is a bag of holding because it means it doesn't matter how much stuff you get hold of, you can always carry it in the bag of holding. Right. But, nice. Right, yeah, that's the bag you have on your back right now. Yeah. So you have a lot of room if you want to go buy a bunch of stuff. Um, I'd, like a, I'd like a weapon. Okay. Uh. In town, you don't know too much. You are but a weapon. Oh, my cat. If you were to ask the group, uh, like, hey, where's a good place to get some weapons or armor? They would tell you the Iron Ghost. Cool name. Which is up here. Are they also a member of the Burden Small Business Administration? They are. Outstanding. And so you wouldn't mind frequenting them. They're uh, seemingly a nice group of people. Uh, I, I, I also do kind of want to envenomate one of the Goholnian guards to see what the hell this does. Yeah, I'd like to see that. If you want to use one of the vials, and... Uh... I, I kind of wanted to do this with the equivalent of uh, using, like, you can just take a sip of a potion to even know what the effects are. 
Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, McKeck is a naturalist. Scorpions don't poison things, they envenomate them. So he's probably going to borrow a dagger from someone, like, put just, like, a drop on it, be like, stab. <laughs> okay. Now please describe to me what you're feeling. <laughs> the dark medical experiments you're doing on these prisoners now. Um, yikes. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nazis. You know, yeah, yeah, they're, they're Nazis. They are Nazis. <laughs> the Gaholmians. Yeah, you stab him a little bit there with the, the poison tip dagger. Oh, just a tiny bit. Uh, give me a medicine check to see how well you can read sort of the symptoms of what's going on here. 24. Damn. 24. Good heavens. With the 24, you're able to notice immediate discoloration around the small wound. Uh, the skin itself kind of grows black, uh, veiny to a certain extent. Um, you see that person then kind of like start to... Uh, Starts to get like really stiff in the leg. Uh, they're hardly able to move it uh, at all, and they start to curse at you a little bit in Golnian. Uh, could, could I use that same medical check to try to like, or actually, I guess it would be an herbalism kit to try to counteract it for them? I don't want to like leave him paralyzed. Sure. Yeah, give me an herbalism yeah kit check. They're shouting at you. We are not to be treated like this. I am not a pincushion. You are not a pincushion. Twenty-three. Oh. 23, yeah. Easily you can make a small antidote for this level of poison. You're not exactly sure if you can make an antidote for the full effect, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I just want to, like, unparalyze him, and it's that seems to work. So at least I'm on the right trail. Yeah, good, 100%. Good. Now, I recommend not being a racist asshole. And at this, Nikek is just going to, like, punch him and walk away. Okay. He spits out on the ground a little bit. Good rule for life. You should get a t-shirt. I recommend not being a racist asshole. <laughs> Love it. I think it would sell. So I, I think I heard uh, Cryon, you were looking for a weapon. The Iron Ghost comes highly recommended by the Burden Small Business Administration. <laughs> Let's go. Take me there. Take me there. I'll take me there. Okie dokie. Uh, uh, I'll be a nice DM. Does anyone pick up the broom? <laughs> oh, what a sweet DM. Yeah, Cryon picks up the broom. Fair enough kind of responsibility he's like oh hang on a second guys in fact change of plan i'll meet you there i'm gonna swoop in on belinda the broom she's called belinda now belinda <laughs> fair enough um change that right away thank you as i see this must uh Mikeko, um connie you want that shield right oh yeah what a nice turtle oh i got the shield and i'll go up to elif while while they're headed to the store, Connie will be like, "Elifah said some things while I was coming down from that there chamomile that I just want to say I regret." Which ones? I do not currently have any intentions on killing you, my real current friend. McKeck said maybe it's not actually fireproof, so I don't know who, where you got that from. But maybe it's not fireproof. Who knows? So they kept really safe through the battle, and my hair, and my hair, all the time, all the time, and he's safe. And he's really safe because we're friends, friends now. And you have your friendship, and I have my friendship, and we're best buddies. Yeah, and you know what? I really just said that Bert and Ernie were fireproof because they're just so good at taking care of themselves when fires come up. 
you know, I got Bert right here. And I take him out. I let him out of my hat. Yeah, he's under your cowboy hat. You know, uh, what, what, what say you that the two of us went for a friendly walk with our Bert and Ernie? They might, they could use some swooping around together. And then you and I could walk and talk to no place in particular and talk about life and death and love and fantasy. <laughs> from, from somewhere far ahead of you on the streets, you hear me kick, is something happening that I should be taking note of? Nope. I no longer have the effects of the drug, nor am I motivated by earlier intensely uh, hateful and aggressive instincts. I'm just going for a walk with my friend, Elif. Yeah, because we're friends now. We're friends. We're like his friends now. Yeah, let's go for a walk. And yeah, Andy, let's go for a walk. Let's totally go for a walk. I totally trust you. You're my, you're my best buddy. I'm walking her in the direction of if there was ever any kind of agreed yeah. upon yeah. space. 100%. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, I got you, buddy. <laughs> Lena's shaking her head. Yeah. Lena. You're going to break Elif's heart. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine, I hope. And then she's going <laughs> to break your knees. Mekek and Cryon, uh, you're heading to the Iron Ghost for the uh, uh, supplies, I assume, of some sort. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah. General stuff. Yeah. All right. Brick a brick. Nonsense. Gotcha. Cryon, Cryon grabs hold of the handle of the door and walks in very proudly, kind of like opens up the door with a big swish, but doesn't realize there's a tiny step up into the place and trips and just as he trips he goes hail fellow well not and like just slams on the floor and the guy behind the bar starts pissing himself laughing and crying kind of jumps up like it's a trick so he's already going to get some sort of discount guy oh, that <laughs> <one does>. okay <laughs> he's okay. already made friends right 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 right, right. Uh, I yeah. keep suggesting that they remove that step. <laughs> you yeah crying you leap up you hear laughter from behind the the counter um and you sort of <laughs> pose as you leap up. Yeah, you, you don't see anyone behind the counter, though. Oh, you definitely hear laughter. <laughs> oh, that's that's yes, that's funny. It's so funny. Yes. Crying approaches the uh, countertop, high countertop. Sure, yeah, and says, uh, "Hello, friend. Another an- <clears throat> hello, friend. Uh, another." Uh, Friend of burden of small stature, I assume. Come forward, introduce yourself. I am Cryon Fane, member of Bob. <laughs> member of Bob, yes, I've I've heard of Bob. Uh, and then what you see is, uh, it's not a short person behind the counter. Out of thin air, this sort of ghostly bluish light forms... And you see a rather tall-looking elf standing behind the counter then. Old, very old, uh, very withered in their features, but still kind of glowing bluish. Yes, friend, what can I do for you? Charmed. My name is Cryon Frame. Oh, Frame. Frame. I was wondering if maybe... <clears throat> oh, what is your name, good sir? Uh, please call me Mowbray. 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 Wonderful to meet you, Mowbray. I wouldn't want to put you in a compromising position in terms of having information that might be dangerous to you. 
as a vendor, but I'm in the market for a weapon of some large damage type vibe. You've come to the right place. Mm -hmm. See, the Iron Ghost has many weapons and armors. Whereabouts are you in the crossbow arena? Anything? Uh, let me show you. And it passes. Please. This Malbray passes straight through the counter, straight through you, and you feel this sort of kind of ooh, chill as it moves through you <gasps> to the back room and then uh, uh, to, to, to sort of the area behind the counter, but almost a room uh, unto itself. And there are probably about five or six different kinds of crossbow there. Uh, and he just gestures toward them. Mm. These all look fantastic, Malbrave. I'm not sure how much experience you've had with a crossbow. Is there something that would fit a, a, a creature of my frame more than any other? I have a bit of experience with crossbow. And he's like rubbing his heart. <laughs> it's what killed him. How's business, Malbrave? Not too bad. Thank you. I see you know my friend McKeck. Oh, McKeck and I go way back. Are you planning to make it to the uh, SBA meeting next week? Assuming there's still a town? Assuming there's still a town, yes. But my friend, what are you in the mood for? A light crossbow? A heavy crossbow? Mm. Or something... Something more intriguing? Thank you for the compliment. I'm not sure I would be able to wield a heavy crossbow too well. As you can see, I'm not the largest creature in the world. Could I have a look at that light one over there? The one, yeah. the the deer carving on both sides. I like the look of that one. Oh, this is a fascinating one. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, he just motions toward it. Um, and you stand there a second, kind of looking there. And then he just, he like puts his arm through it. He he can't grab it. <laughs> so he's just offering it to, for you to take off the wall. Please, Malbraith, allow me. Would it be okay if, if I felt the, the the weapon in my hand, gave it a little once over? Oh, indeed. Yes, yes, yes. And, and you actually then see him kind of wave his hand a little bit, uh, and a small bolt flies over from the counter uh, and just kind of uh, rests in, in midair right next to the crossbow. Nice. So if you wanted to, you could load it up and check it out yeah yeah crying takes his, takes the crossbow it feels just a wonderful a nice heavy weight in his in both of his hands but not too much puts the bolt in and kind of safely puts the crossbow down so he's not firing at anyone looks over to Malbraith and says hmm you wouldn't happen to have a, a handy target in the shop would you Malbraith oh I have some armor down the hall just go ahead, give it a fire. And you see down the hall then, what looks to be just kind of a leather armor on a mannequin that has already been kind of shot many times. Okay. Cryon uh, looks over his shoulder at McKeck and says, I'm going for the armor's heart. So he's shooting for its heart. Okay. So what, what would I do there? Here, let me put in a crossbow real quick for you. Oh, nice! Character yeah. sheet. I need to. You need to take some of my gold or silver. Uh, not yet. Uh, if you want to buy it. Oh, you can... oh, I've not bought it yet. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, light crossbow. Just drop it in. Ah, uh, roll twenty. You are 
not too bad. So there's a light crossbow in your attack uh, area, as well as your inventory. I see. Yeah. So go so ahead. So I uh, just hit that. Yeah. Roll that, and you'll get an attack with it. Thirteen. The thirteen. Yeah. It hits. It hits. Uh, just off the center of the heart a little bit. Um, but it was like twenty feet away. Hmm. Uh, it's it's not bad. You you feel pretty confident about your your ability to use this weapon. Hmm. He looks over at Macek, kind of gives him a little like, eh, well. And uh, I think Kryon might go over to McKeck and, and offer him the crossbow since this is a vendor who he seems to like and say, what do you, what do you think, McKeck? Would you, would you buy from Malbraith? Is he, is he a trustworthy man? I am legally obligated by the Burden Small Business Association <laughs> to say nothing disparaging about any member of the Burden Small Business Association. However, yes, in my experience, Malbraith knows weapons. After all, a lot of them killed him. <laughs> okay, okay. Malbraith, my fine fellow. Yes. How much how much are you asking for a crossbow such as this? Oh, I would say about twenty-five gold should do it. Twenty-five gold. That's right, Let 25. me have a look. If I've got anything else to Would you accept twenty gold and a tinder box? Twenty gold in a tinderbox. Uh, tinderboxes are not. <laughs> I don't have need for them, personally. Uh, let me ask my granddaughter, though. Uh, and then he'll kind of like dissipate just a little bit into thin air. You don't see him uh, for the moment. Uh, a, a beat goes by, and then you hear, "Oh Jesus, Grandpa! Fucking hell!" <laughs> Somewhere in the back. <laughs> This is not going to begin going better. Oh. And then a moment later, he sort of reappears in front of you. Uh, she has no need of a tinderbox, no. Now, Braith, I'm kind of... I was brought up in the bartering school of trade, so yes. when, you, when you say 25, would you accept... Would you accept 17? Not a not a good bartering school, just an average one. I, was, I did not earn a diploma there. Thrown out. What were your grades? I got well. They gave me a C, and then I bartered it down to an F. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not. It was not great. McKeck is going to reach out and sort of pat you on the shoulder. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm afraid, little one, if you don't have anything that a, a ghost. Or a very young, obnoxious elf girl could use. Uh, there is nothing I could do for you. Perhaps if you had information, or what? What I don't know. What do you got? Something, something for for old Mowbray. McKeck, in information. What is? What is he interested? In? What do you know of this man? Yeah, actually, Andy, what, what do I know that might interest Malbraith or his... Uh, you do know, yeah, so Malbraith the Ghost uh, not only sells normal arms and armor, but also certainly deals in information. Uh, if there was some juicy secret out there, either about someone in town or some greater worldly of something going on, he probably would be much more uh, amenable. 
So old Mowbray here likes to have a little bit of a sideline in addition to his, you know, arms dealership. He also trades in secrets, rumors, that sort of thing. Um, I might suggest something from perhaps the inner workings of a prestigious monastery might interest him. Oh, interesting. Shrugs. Incidentally, does the shop seem like it has anything interesting for McKeck? Principally in the shield line. Uh, there certainly are several shields. Um, one of them being a tower shield. Uh, a great, large, heavy, lumbering thing. Um, that uh, has uh, what looks to be the, the carvings uh, or the etchings of in the, the metal of uh, two dragons sort of circling each other. Okay, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> while you're looking around, uh, okay, I'm going to say, uh, oh, brave, I have been made aware that you are a, a man of some discerning and expertise in terms of religious order. Um, I am in the possession of a letter written by a former... Uh, let's say, employee of mine who ran a monastery. Included in that letter are orders to kill me, which obviously did not succeed, and also certain orders concerning the Wigmoles and the Galhonians. I would be willing to allow you to read that letter, not take it into your possession. Yes. Read the letter for a discounted crossbow what do you think of that i agree to a discount but let me read the letter first to see how much it is worth okay you know mckeck said that you were a trustworthy gentleman and that you that you dealt with people fairly in burden so i will hand over nina's hidden letter okay. which i still have right yeah I absolutely have. yep yeah okay yeah yeah you hand over the letter um he he kind of his hand goes through it a couple times uh put it on the counter young one flat flattens out uh you see yeah, i put it laid out then for him and his old kind of glowing eyes scan the letter oh oh my you didn't say this was the monastery of the broken wave oh there is quite a lot out there that is looking for information on you folk. Hmm. This is worth ten gold. I'd say off of the price. Would you accept then fifteen? I would accept. Thank you. Mm, beautiful. Rolls up the letter. Yeah. Um. Do you have a quiver of bolts that I might be able to buy from sure yes yeah and, um, he motions to what looks to be a box affixed to a belt uh, and then you sort of like pry open the box and it has uh, bolts sort of stuck in there mm. uh, and, and so easy sort of access but it's something you would kind of keep on your belt I mean surely Malbraith no one's Bolts that would be like selling a car without an engine. It must cost 
certain amount of bolts for free, right? Oh, there is one that comes with it, yes. One? Yes. The rest will cost you, I'm afraid. Okay, I'll take... I'll take six bolts for four pieces of gold. How does that sound? Six bolts will run you twelve gold pieces. Oh, God. My dear boy, that's how they get you. I'll give you ten. Come on, we've been doing great business. Ten gold, six bolts. Ten gold, six bolts. Okay, so twenty-five, which was the the rate that you said at the very start. (laughs) Bloody waste of time. I did specify a member of the small business association. <laughs> All right. Nice to do business with you, Malbray. As you as well. Maquette, do you need anything? What would the the tower shield's effect sort of be for me? Um. So it would be, you would need a 15 at least to uh, strength to wield it. Um. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. Um. Yeah. So, are, yeah. Were there are there any that look like they might be magical shields? Uh, I can also have been ritually casting detect magic while that was going okay. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look around. Um, there is a a long sword uh, on the wall that is magical, um, and a pair of boots, uh, leather boots that are magical. Um, but that's all the magic that you see in this place. Uh, and then other than that, there are different designs of shields on the wall. If you if you want to try one of those, but but none of them are magical and I have a shield. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'll look at the, I'll sort of walk over and like, hmm, I, I've been doing a bit more traveling than usual. Malbraith, any, I don't know, comfortable boots in stock? Oh, I have some, yes, hold on. And he glides very carefully over to the boots that were magical. These are beautiful, they would help you. Run from your enemies very quickly. This feels like the perfect gift for Elith. Uh, on the side are uh, is is like uh, the plumage uh, of a, a a cock, a chicken. Um, you can say you can say cock rooster. Rooster. There we go. A rooster is what I'm looking for. <laughs> appropriate name for it. It's the plumage of a rooster, uh, sort of neck held to the sky. Hmm. Um, how much are they? Uh, these would be uh, 50 gold or so. That feels fair. Um, I don't think right now, but thank you. You're welcome, yes. And I'll turn to, uh, Kryling. Anything else for you, friend? Or should we go see... Oh, God. What's happening with Connie and Elif? Hmm. Yeah, let's let's catch up with those guys. Yeah, so I'll, I'll sort of wave <laughs> Thank you, Malbraith. I'll see you at the meeting this week, assuming, again, that the town still exists. Nice to meet you, Malbraith. Yep. So his his granddaughter comes out of the back room, takes the gold, uh, just, like, rolls her eyes, puts it in a bag underneath the counter, and then goes back into the back room. Um, and he bows very low and then disappears as you, as you leave the establishment. Connie and Elif, uh, as you are making your way through town, uh, Connie takes you kind of an odd sort of back way. Uh, and you feel like he even doubled back maybe once. Uh, kind of going back toward the prison a little bit, but further on. Um, you come across an establishment that sells boots and out- outerwear called Soulmate. Soulmate. Anyway. Mm, um, nice. <laughs> 
Uh, and as Kami, you approach sort of the corner of that building, uh, out steps a first. What you see is just a black trench coat. Can can I'm sorry. This feels like a pivotal moment, <laughs> and I want. Can we? Connie and Elif were interacting along the way. Sure, yeah. Perhaps, right? I would imagine. Um, and so I would just like to paint a picture of that, right? Yeah. That, so that Connie... <clears throat> I think Elif can tell, right, that Connie is feeling really, like, tense. More tense and, like, like frustrated and distracted than you've ever seen him. Um, and he's not... He probably wouldn't be initiating conversation, but that is what the sense that you get from him as you, as we're walking. I mean, Elif talks a lot, so she's just been talking about how glad she is that you're finally friends with her, and that we can put all that bad blood behind us and not have to worry about bounties yeah. or anything like that anymore. And that really, it wasn't that bad in the first place, right? Because she's like, you never managed to catch me. You're like, you never actually caught me, and I never actually hurt you, so it's just like this funny, like, you know, show thing. And now we're like buddies, we're finally buddies, and it's so great, like, what it's so great to be friends. I mean, I don't really think I'd have friends again, right? Because I had Rose, but she left for like seven years and all the street children kind of grew up and became worse. So I just didn't have a lot of friends. Like I was all respected in the criminal circles, but I don't have a lot of friends. And now I have you. And I'm so glad to be friends because I really, 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 really wanted friends. And you're such a great friend. You protect me so well in battle. You do such a great job stabbing things. And I do a good job blowing things up. And we're just like the best compliments to each other. And I'm just so grateful. And at that, Elif, the <laughs> black trench coat <laughs> walks immediately around the corner. Um, almost your eye catches something on the ground, like kind of a snake curling up behind him a little bit. Uh, this is a very large person. Um, they are an orc. They have um, large tusks coming up from the, the bottom jaw, dark green skin, a large scar across their face. And they talk like this. Connie, my boy, you've brought me Elif. What's this guy's name? Uh, this guy's name is Umrag. 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 Do I recognize them? You do not know Umrag. What's, what is Umrag? What is it? What is you brought me them. What is, this? is this like a surprise party? So you make, am I gonna make you friends? More friends? <laughs> oh, she, she don't know, do she? That's different. Come with me, Elif. Come with me. No, no, no. Wait up. Hold on. Everyone, just shut up. I got a headache. Got a massive headache. Connie, you did it. Don't worry, none. Hey, Mark K. Mark K, you can add that to your rugged damn notebook. Massive splitting headache. Got you talking, chattering in my ear. This whole way here, talking about friendship. Talking about how you so value friendship. And me having been a part of that friendship. And you, Umrag, you just wait one rugged damn second. If this is gonna go down this way, I want the money first. And Connie's gonna hold on to Elif. He's not letting Elif go. Wait, what money? Um, you see kind of curling up behind him, the thing that you thought was a snake is very now clearly uh, a large piece of rope that is moving on its own. 
and it seems to be just looking at you, Elif. Uh, Connie's grabbed your arm as well. I don't like this anymore. I think we should go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just, 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 we should just go. Elif, just hold on. Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. I just, just promise. Just handle this. Umrag. Connie, I didn't think you'd do it, but you did it. And now, here we go. And he reaches into his trench coat. Uh, and he pulls out a hand crossbow and shoots you. <gasps> what? <laughs> that wasn't the agreed upon price, was it? I don't think, no, I don't think, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, you weren't getting paid in a very rapidly delivered bolt. You weren't getting paid in bolts. Uh, does a 16 hit you? Um, no, because I picked up the shield because because Mikek pointed yeah. it out to me, so I have the, I'm carrying okay. the shield with me. Uh, do you, do you have it out, or is it on your back? I don't think I honestly don't think Connie put it on his back. Okay. I think Connie's been okay. like carrying it, just like like that would have taken a kind of intentionality and mindfulness sure. to put it where it belongs that he didn't have. Sure. Uh, so you just really quickly put up the shield as you uh, a, a small bolt uh, from the hand crossbow just inches away from from like your sort of chest uh, shoulder area here. Um, and then, uh, Elif, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw as the rope seems to immediately uh, kind of snap at you like a snake and try to roll around your feet. This isn't the way that I, Adam, wanted it to happen. <laughs> You do realize that if you introduce a bit to Andy, he's gonna twist it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I rolled a six. Six. All right, Elif. Uh A six is not quite enough. The rope uh, immediately, uh, very quickly wraps up your legs um, and then starts to kind of wrap around your arms and you're fighting it, but there, you can't quite escape it. Can I Eldritch Blast still? Uh, Eldritch Blast, anything that would require at this point, somatic is not going to work. If you have anything uh, that's verbal only, that still could probably work in this moment. Hold on, give me a sec to look at my spells. Yeah. Connie, you also see two figures uh, step out of the shadows from further behind him as well. Um, what, what, is, what is my history with Umrak? Uh, he offered to pay you quite a lot of money for bringing him Elif um, alive. Shame on you. <laughs> oh, no, no, I feel so bad. <laughs> that was a cryon. That was Dom. <laughs> How much did he promise? What the fucking matters? Uh, he promised 150 gold. Oh, Jesus Christ. And instead, he shot you with a hand crossbow. Also, I am worth way more than 150 gold. Thank you very much. True. Well, I was gonna say, I was like, if he tried like offering the grid upon price, I was gonna have Connie be like, "Well, she's my friend now, so it's gonna have to be more than that. It's gonna have to be double." <laughs> but that's not happening now. And all of my shit has somatic components, so I guess I'm just fucked. Okay. Cool. Um. So. So. So I didn't. So Connie did not know Umrag before this deal. No, not at all. Nope. He came to you, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, at, at like your lowest point here, uh, giving you just a little bit of, uh, not just hope, not like hope because this is not a very hopeful thing, but like a way out of your current situation. 
and that just you just latched onto that at the at the moment. Well, yeah. So you say what you need to say, but obviously the moment that Umrag shoots at Connie, Connie's trying to fight back. So you immediately put your shield up to block that that bolt. Uh, you see him then take one step back. You were a little quicker than he thought you were. And he goes, Look, uh, <laughs> I, I was wrong to maybe do this with you. I, listen here. What if I add a little bit of gold to that price? Maybe we just forget about my whole thing here. <laughs> Uh, and as you as you kind of are starting to maybe lower the shield a tiny bit, the bolt that's pierced through the shield itself, the the tip of it, you see just a little drip of like, kind of a black liquid, off of it. Jesus Christ! Elif is going to start shrieking at the top of her lungs, and I'm not going to shriek because we're on. You know, people can. I don't want to blow out your yeah. eardrops, but Elif is just shrieking. Yeah. Help! Help! Kidnap me! <laughs> As loud as she can. And at this, the the rope is starting to try to wrap around your mouth. How far from me is this guy? Uh, five feet away. And there are two figures emerging behind him? Yeah. Is that Oz? It could be Oz. That would be super cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be great, Dom. It's, it's not Oz. No. <laughs> no. Well... Uh, so in character, the decision is for is Connie is going to, well, sh- yeah, Jesus, he has a shield and he has one arm around Elif, which is she's obviously being restrained at this point. She's already restrained. Yeah, you don't need to have a hand on her. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. But I'm, I'm, all right. Um, then yeah, I mean, this is infuriating because because Connie was already in this weird mental emotional space from the come down from the chamomile he was already feeling really conflicted about what he was doing and he was just like the reason he was going through with it was just because action and doing something that made sense to the narrative of his life kind of was something grounded that he could do through the 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 storm in his head but and now and then, like, Elif talking about friends and friendship was, like, twisting little <laughs> knives in his bugbear brain. But now, every, like, all of that falls away because he's on top of all of this now, emerging out of this energy. Like, he's so, he's more enraged than ever before at being betrayed by, by Ungar. And, and, and he real and, it, and it's a moment, right? Like, well, shit. Like, I didn't know this guy. He was a stranger. He wasn't a friend. There is no, like, no trust between criminals. There's, like, a saying for that. Honor between thieves. No honor between thieves? Doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, he's he's feeling a bugbear version of, like, fuck, like, regret for doing this and newfound actual appreciation of, like, friendships matter because friends don't betray you. But I'm betraying Elif. Oh fuck! I'm the worst person ever. But in the midst of all this, he will enter a rage and pull out his uh, one-handed pike and swing okay. it at Greg. All right. Give me a give me an attack roll. Um, and it'll be reckless. 
Ooh, entry and rage as a bonus action and then the attack. Yep, cool. Um, advantage. Here we go! Heck yeah. That's a crit hit. That is a crit hit. I'm, I'm so glad because I rambled for five minutes about <laughs> this is a character moment for Connie. And uh, yeah, that was perfect. Good job. Oh, ah. <laughs> okay, you, uh, lightning fast, you let your shield down, and then from seemingly nowhere, you've already produced the pike uh, in your other hand. He, he can't even see it coming. He just, you just see his wide, eyes go wide as you uh, stick him straight into the shoulder and push him back with it a little bit. Uh, you see his arm drop at his side and the the crossbow t- uh, clang on the ground. Um, and at this, his other hand sort of uh, goes around the pike uh, and, and just tries to shove it out of him. You've done 10 damage. Uh, 12 with rage. 12 damage uh, at this. Yeah. Uh, and I did... Bef- even be- so, bef- I just want to flag before yeah. Elif tried to shriek, I did yell out, Mike K! You <laughs> okay. can add headaches to your notebook! <laughs> Uh, and then, Elif, uh, why don't you give me another either acrobatics or athletics check to try to get out of the restraints you have at the moment? And, Connie, you do have inspiration, remember? 14? 14. Is Connie. <laughs> is anyone going to use an inspiration? I don't have inspiration. Or should I tell you what happens? I. 14? Wait, what was. What did you. What did you roll? I rolled a six before. Trying to get out of the ropes. Yeah. I mean, a 14's pretty good. I think good. it's probably fine. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm definitely out. Yeah, but... I'm not. Yeah. Wait, but inspiration gives a choice, right? Yeah. It doesn't hurt. Yes, yes. Use re-roll. See if you get higher. The I clicked it there. Oh, six. six. Good. Right. That's good. Uh, so with the 14, Elif, uh, it seems oddly enough like the rope might have been distracted a little bit by Connie's move. Uh, it seemingly kind of loosened up and then is now staring at Connie. You're able to get your hands free for a moment, uh, which means anything somatic you'd be able to cast at this point. Your, your legs are still, your movement is still restricted. Um, but so she's grappled now, not restrained. Yeah, pretty much. And how close am I to Umrag? Is he like right in front of me? He pretty much, yeah, yeah, six feet. So if if I make a spell, a range spell attack, am I going to be at disadvantage? With my long limbs, couldn't I have pushed him back far enough with my attack to be? Don't you? Did do you have a a? or something, or a, something that does that moves people. Um, I thought you did. Yes, I have um, thunderous blows. My rage and yes, thank you. While raging, when I damage with a melee attack, I force the target to make a strength saving throw. Okay. And on the failure, he gets pushed away five feet from me. Uh, so yeah, we can real quick do that to see if that changes anything. I love. Um. A strength saving throw. 
I don't think a four is going to do it. Four is not going to do it. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's pushed up uh, another, so he's about ten feet away from you. So there would be, yeah, you could do whatever you'd like. Also, how long did it take to walk over here? Would it have been long enough for a short rest? Uh, not quite, no. It's fifteen minutes at the most. Okay. Okay, I'm going to Eldritch Blast him, hopefully in the face. Alright, okay. Give me an Eldritch Blast. Twenty-four. Yeah, that's in the face. Twenty-four absolutely hits. Uh, for ten damage. Uh, Elif, paint me a picture <laughs> of of how I kill him. Is he dead? Please, yes. Yeah, he's already gone. Unless you want to knock him out, but uh... um, so I, I think I do want to knock him out. I want to know the fuck he was trying to kidnap me. Um, so I'll paint you a picture of how I knock him out. Sure. Um, so Elif is shrieking at the top of her lungs as she's trying to get away from him and she just holds up her hands and goes blah and <laughs> a huge fireball shoots out of her hands straight at his face and she's just screaming bloody murder I don't know you get away from me what the fuck are you what the fuck are you doing you're my fucking friend and you're touching me with your fucking friend but it's really freaking I don't like you at all I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> um, and shoots him in the face all right, yeah, your blast shoots him in the face. He flings backward, uh, slams into the to to the door itself of Soulmates, the boot store, and falls to the ground unconscious. Immediately, the uh, rope falls to the ground, seems to kind of slither over to him, and then just kind of hang its head sadly. <laughs> Poor rope. The only one I have sympathy for here is the rope. <laughs> what about the two people that were with him? Didn't you say he had two figures with him? He had two people with him who now immediately see who blast him in the face and knock him out, and they're gone. They immediately bounce. Bullshit. I'm Connie, right? I'm a con artist, a Conrad, I'm Connie. Second of all, yes, all right, yes, I was trying to give you over for a bounty that I accepted weeks ago because I was a struggling bounty hunter, but clearly this guy was an asshole who was going to betray me, but also we're still friends, right? Uh... If he, if he hadn't been an asshole, if he had been just been, like, giving you the money, would you have just given me to him? Did you want uh, try to save me because uh, he was an asshole? Was this, like, just because he was a jerk? I, she's starting to, like, get fire going in her hand again. Elif, Elif, my, I, I, I feel like there's two anvils in my head making love. <laughs> it hurts. What the fuck? I, I, I just, just, I'm so, I'm so, uh, Ah, what's the word people say? I'm so ah, just die, ah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna loot the body. Honey doesn't know how to handle 
the feelings right now or the interpersonal stuff. So he's just going to get the money that he's owed. All right. Um, so you start searching the body. Uh, give me an investigation check. As you're, as you're sort of searching the body, the obvious things. He's got uh, a few bolts. He's got a little vial of poison on him. Um, with an 11, uh, you find he's got a, a somewhat large sack of gold. Um, just the jingling of it, maybe a hundred pieces of something. Um, I'm just taking the gold. Okay. Um, so how much is that? Uh, it's a hundred gold pieces. All right, so I have that. So he was going to short you no matter what. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, geez, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know how's Ella feeling because Connie's not, and I'm totally okay with there being a rift at this point. Is it raining here? It is definitely raining, yeah. Okay, so the rain is, like, covering up Elif's tears, but she just looks fucking heartbroken. <laughs> and she's gonna go, Connie, Connie, I guess just just fucking tie him up and we'll take him back. I need to know why the fuck he's trying to kidnap me, and then, I don't know, I don't know if we're friends anymore. I don't know if I should have the friendship bird. I don't think I should have the friendship bird. Uh, Ernie pops out of your hair onto your shoulder, and is just like, chirp, 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 like screaming at Connie. <laughs> oh, no. How, what's Bert doing with me? Uh, Bert's under your hat right now, not coming out. Shaking his head at you. Bert is disappointed in you. So, uh, so Connie will just grunt and he'll kind of clumsily, yeah, tie up. Yeah. Rag. With the rope? With his own rope? With his own rope? No, I don't. With your think rope, so. okay. With my rope, with okay. my hempen rope. Okay. What? Uh, yeah. What do you do with the rope that's slithering slowly behind you guys as you drag him away? I'm gonna pick it up and tie it in a tight knot around my arm as kind of like a reminder to myself that I'm a sh- piece of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna carry it. I'm gonna Aww. wear it with me as as just as penance. Uh, you wrap it around. It's it's like fifteen feet of rope or so, and you just wrap it around your arm several times. Um, it's yeah, it's not great. Um, all right, so you you drag him through the streets. Do 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 Meekek and uh, Cryon happen to find us? Uh, yeah. If you're kind of uh, up to the the uh, main district here, Cryon and and uh, Meekek are probably coming out of. The Iron Ghost, but at this point, and uh, if if there's other shopping people want to do, um, there. <laughs> right, we totally feel like shopping now. Yeah, read the room, Andy. Jesus. Hey, there's a there's a place called Hammers Only Toy Store. I mean, come on, it's, it's awesome. I feel like McKeck is like crunching on like a like a, a sandwich or something from a, like a street food vendor. Like, look at how are you guys? Oh, you're dragging a body with you. And we're, I'm, like, covered in mud because I was grappled by a yeah. rope. So we look a wreck. <sighs> Crying's like, what, 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 what the hell happened, you guys? Are you guys okay? Connie's going to hand the the rope of the around Boomerang over to Mikek and just grunt. And I think, I think walk away. I think, like, I think he's not right. I think that's the in-character thing. I don't because like, I don't think he knows how to process all this. I think he still has a headache, and I think that as far like he, as far as he's concerned, like, I don't know. 
Is that too verbagey? Is that <laughs> is that verbage? Fuck. What the what the hell happened? Did 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 you guys kiss? <laughs> what the hell happened? We bought a fucking crossbow and a sandwich. No, no, these guys. Something went on. What's <laughs> what's going on, you guys? Do you need a minute? You need Ryan. I don't kiss women. The only woman I ever kissed was my ex-girlfriend, Brave. Brave? the only girlfriend I ever had. <laughs> we established that that wasn't the name of the character. I know, because it's not the character. The character is a child. So my girlfriend was a woman named Brave. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, okay. And uh, being with her was instructive in me learning about my sexual preferences. Now... I don't what, children? <laughs> what's what's going on? Rugged, damn it! Cryon! I don't have time for jokes about that particular subject matter right now. I just betrayed a friend. I don't know how to feel about oh. it or what to do about it. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna commit to a line of action that I had considered in the last 30 seconds, which is I'm gonna storm off and go back to my bugbear bachelor pad. Because I, I, I don't know what to do with these feelings. And I'm taking this chamomile with me. Elif is just standing watching him go. And she looks like she's about to start crying again. Oh, I, I don't know if Connie's equipped to like do an immediate reconciliation. Is this... <laughs> He's going back home. I feel like crime comes over and kind of tries to... Aleph's arm and says, oh, I'm so sorry, Aleph. I read that wrong. I thought you guys had like a, a a good thing. I didn't realize it was a bad thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, th- I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends and he tried to connect me to what? this guy. This guy, he tried to sell me to this guy. He tried to like, he like tried to like take me to the bit of celebrate that he was going to like, and then he like tried to defend oh, me, but wow. he, said, he said he only defended me because the guy was backstabbing oh. him because he was being an asshole and I thought we were friends. I thought we were wow. like, like I thought we were best buddies. I thought that's why he gave me the friendship bird, but maybe the friendship bird was a lie. Maybe he's just been conning me all the time like a oh. Connor just because that's his name. I guess his name is Connor. Oh. He just lying to us about it. Oh, yeah, and I'm sorry. I don't know. I just don't know what to do right now. I thought I was making friends again, but what if you guys aren't even my friends? No, of course we are. Of course we are. Rude orcs in alleyways. McKay, do you have like a soothing <laughs> I think that there's something better. You're worried we're not your friends, right? First, do you want me to beat him to death with a stick? Pointing down at... Connie? No, pointing down at, the, at Umrag. No, 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 no. No, I want to question him. I need to know why he was trying to connect me. I've never met him before. I don't know who the fuck he is. That's fair. So how about... It seems to me that in these times of strife and woe and hardship, you need something to lift your spirits. Let's go set the mayor's house on fire. <laughs> I don't even know if I feel like setting the mayor's LF, house on fire on. right now. come on. Think about but it. I guess we could, like, try. Flames. <laughs> Flames. I feel like McKeck pulls out, like, a, a bottle from one of the, the, the things that he was working on. I have accelerant. <laughs> come on, Alec. Okay. We can try. We can try setting it on And maybe it'll make me feel better. Hopefully it'll make me feel better. We should make sure this guy is really secure first. Because I really don't want to know where he's trying to come at me. But yeah, we can set it on fire. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we feel good. The mayor deserves it. He's a bad man. I'm just going to turn Umrag over so that he's, like, face down in the mud as I'm dragging him away. <laughs> do, do, do. Don't worry. Mm. All right. Oh, also, Kitty, check if he has anything. 
All right. The uh, yeah, the tiny dragon uh, is gonna kind of pop over and start rummaging through his stuff. He doesn't. Yeah, doesn't seem to have any other uh, coin on him, at least. Um. Yeah, it doesn't take much, Elif. If you want to, you you could set the mayor's house on fire. A little bit of accelerant. Treat yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. All right. So, so Elif, uh, you start to watch this, this uh, just like pillar of shitty authority in this town uh, start to burn uh, uh, anyone who's inside, any servants, and and the mayor himself uh, immediately rush out to the front, smoke billowing out behind them. Um, the the mayor is wearing his large fur coat again, even though he is a tabaxi, a very a kitty person. Uh, he also has his white flag out and is looking for someone to surrender to. Um, but you're standing there in the in the rain. <laughs> you're standing there in the rain, and the flames are licking up. Uh, the whole building is starting to crumble. The town itself is starting to kind of gather around you, and you hear a few applause and some cheers, even. And fuck it, yeah, that actually makes you feel a little better. It's 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 nice to see flames and everyone gathered around them and just like having a bit of catharsis for a moment and yeah you're gonna have to talk to Connie but he did stab a guy for you at the same time <laughs> McKeck is wandering around with small bags herbal marshmallows <laughs> you're handing out the herbal, herbal marshmallows, marshmallows people one silver per bag. Uh, Cryon, you start kind of twirling on a broom, doing a couple tricks. You learn to handstand on it uh, as well, and people are starting to cheer and clap. And another bolt of lightning in the distance. Another roll of thunder. And even through the rain, only a couple miles away, you all still see from that eastern side of town now large elk making their way toward town. Ropes from their antlers flinging up and disappearing into the sky. It appears that mountain is on the move again. And it's coming this way. And I think that's where we're going to end tonight's episode of Dom and Dragons. Mm, we were in suspenders then. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the term. Indeed. Indeed. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we love you so much. Stay safe out there. Hang in there. And from all of us on Dom and Dragons, we wish you an excellent evening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Hail, fellow. Well met. <laughs> Good night. Beautiful. Uh, so, uh, while there is always tension within the group, that can always be a really fun dynamic. Real quick, it's probably helpful just to go, that was characters and not people, <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, that was characters. I love you, Adam. Yeah, I love you, too. And like, and you're my friend. <laughs> and that was so fun to do. Like, it, it's yeah, like, it it's... Really good. Yes. You guys did really, really yeah. well with that. Yeah. And again, as long as, uh, from a DM point of view, as long as the group can get back together, it's totally fine. Yeah, and I already have, I mean, I have a, yeah. a sense of what on Connie's end could yeah. help with that. And, but we can have we can have fun with that and kind of Easy peasy. see what our yeah. characters would do. Yeah, if you don't mind, a quick round of what you, you like about what you did tonight. 
I think the obvious, yeah, I mean, the obvious thing for me is I'm, I'm glad we did that, Lena. Like, that felt like the right time to do it. Um, it felt organic because, like, yeah, the drug effects are going to wear off and having it kind of be like this, yeah, reaction to that. And I, yeah, I just, I like, yeah, like, I was feeling like heartbroken for Elif and Connie, but like, as a player, like, I thought that was really fun to do. And I look forward to the aftermath of it, too. So. Nice. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite highlight also. Yeah, I really like how we both just leaned into what our characters would be doing and feeling, and it's really good. I think it's going to be really good character development. Yeah. I'm super torn between two things, one of them being finally just like completely embracing this incredibly mundane D&D character. That like McKeck yeah. is the outcome of the. But what if the party just stopped and decided to run a town? Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, no. I'm like gonna fucking sell marshmallows as. But honestly, <laughs> that's the compliment because my favorite is this image of like sobbing Elif in the rain and like crying like what do we do and McKeck just being like, hey sport, let's go burn down a mayor's house. That was really cool. Yeah. Awesome. That was the perfect thing to bring back. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was really good. Dom, would you like? Oh, mine's so simple. And I had to mute my Discord and turn off the video when it happened because I had like a fit of laughter for like 30 seconds <laughs> and no one knew about it. It was when Andy said um, that the that something had feathers of a cock in it. And then and then very quickly was like, um, I check it out. Um, and I was just like... <laughs> And I muted it, and I cancelled my video, and I burst out laughing for like 20 seconds. Not the fact that you'd said cock, but the fact that you were aware of the time that we live in to try and be so crazy and not upset people. And you're fumbling for the word, ah, chicken. Chicken. I think McKinney's always like rooster. I was like, there's a common word, Andy. And I was like, you can say cock. Silly. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, my stuff was just, yeah, it was the pre-programmed voices and stuff of the shopkeepers. And that's just one of my favorite things. The random weird people you meet shopping in this game. I still remember when we did the first shopping day in Fidero. <laughs> and like, we were literally doing this like Epcot experience as we keep flipping them. And I think yeah. it was Parrot and I were like... Okay, this we're just we're just at Epcot now, and I just remember you with this like desperation in your voice. I was like, I didn't think you were going to all the stores in one session. Did <laughs> <laughs> like twelve different voices. <laughs> yeah, and we just kept like going in and being like, "What do you have to sell now? We don't have the coin for that." And going to the next one, and just like, and he's like, "I didn't." <laughs> yeah, I like the ghost shopkeep. He seemed cool. Yeah, he was great. Malbraith, right? Mal- Malbray, B-R-A-Y. And his daughter, cool. we didn't actually get to meet the daughter. She was wild. Too. Granddaughter? <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Grandpa. <laughs> I just, I did get, I did enjoy it. I hoped I wasn't like, like ruining anything you'd had set up of just like, no, McKeck would absolutely know this ghost. <laughs> oh, 100%. You did perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you you bounced off it. Oh, and uh, Dom, that little like idea, even just little stupid things like, like oh, I want to look at the one with the deer carvings on it. Oh yeah, like little improv things like that that just add a whole like 
like detail to this this world that's stuff like that's really cool i love that cool 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 well good job everyone sweet you dude awesome fun session i'm gonna go eat, eat some more carrot and cashew soup and i'll see you guys next week all right, sounds good and see enjoy you your week. games your manchester games and all that stuff. yeah oh yeah friday, friday. No, that's right yeah. yeah yeah i forgot epl's back up yeah Nice. All right. Well, good night. Later. See you guys. Bye. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HelpfulGoat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord, or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.